The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And good morning to everyone out there. Thank you so much for making us part of your weekend. This is Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. Don't forget to visit his website. That's askkelvin.ca. Ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. You can listen to past shows. You can connect with Kelvin there. You can click on that schedule a call link and you can actually set up a time and date that works for you and you've got a, a meeting with Calvin one on one. You can always give him a ring too if you've got a burning question you want to call him 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN and I'll throw out the number a little later on in the show to reach us live on the air because if you do have a question likely other listeners out there do too and we'd love for you to share it with us and everyone out there. Kelvin Happy Thanksgiving to you. How you doing? Yes, good morning, Chris. Same to you and everyone else. Happy Thanksgiving. I can't believe uh, Thanksgiving already, eh? Doesn't it seem early this year? It does seem. It, it's crazy. I don't know. Maybe I... I think this time last year, I was in the hospital with my my, my twins uh, just being born. So I don't remember there being a Thanksgiving last year. I'm sure everyone else celebrated <laughs> it and had turkey and <laughs> stuffing and cranberry sauce and all those trappings. But I uh, I, I did not. <laughs> so I, I, I skipped a year. So I'm sort of... I'm in this weird place when a, you know, your baby turns one. In my case, my baby's turn one. And I can't believe how much has happened in the last year and how far we've come and how many things have changed. Um, think of what interest rates were a year ago. Think of where the oh, markets boy. were a year ago. Think of, um, I guess, I guess we, we still weren't, uh, being blown away by our baseball team, uh, a, a year <laughs> ago. <laughs> So a lot, a lot can change in that amount of time. But uh, I've been sort of reflective of that lately, as we uh, just celebrated that milestone of my twins' birthday, yeah, and thinking birthday. about all yeah. kinds of thank you, think, thinking about all kinds of things financially a little bit differently now that I'm a father as well, and thinking about RESPs, thinking about <laughs> getting their money in the market, and then seeing that it's kind of volatile. So maybe, Kelvin, you can walk us through a little bit of where the market is right now and, and how it's behaving. Yeah, well, before I get there, I'll tell you, well, some things change, but things don't change. Last year, the Jays missed the playoffs by one game, and it was disappointing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you exactly. know what happened yesterday. We oh. talk about it, but... Yeah, <laughs> let's not talk about it. Safe to say that I'm ready for my next heartbreak and my Leafs t-shirt is on. So. <laughs> so the markets, as you know, have been really volatile. I mean, it, historically, August and September are not good for the markets. And it seemed this September was even worse because of interest rates going up, recession talk, you know, all kinds of things that, that happened that, that really never happened for a long, long time ago. Typically, they say October, we think October is the worst month for the market because we remember the 87 crash. But historically, August seems to catch its leg and we head into November and then Christmas with a Christmas rally. So far, the Dow Jones year today is down 19. The S&P is negative. 24, NASDAQ negative 31. So what does all that mean? 
Well, it doesn't re really mean anything unless you're cashing your money, right? So in the markets, as you know, you don't make money or lose money unless you sell. So the, you know, the, the media makes everything, blow everything out of proportion, right? There's certain principles I think people need to adhere to to survive you know, this market volatility. And you know, Chris, it seems like every 12 to 15 years, there's some upheaval in the world that causes the stock markets to take a nosedive, reset itself, and then take up, then move on again for the next 10, 11 years or so. So I think we're in that type of environment now. Um, you know, one of the principles of market volatility is, is to know what you don't know. And what I mean by that is uh, you won't be able to predict when the markets become volatile, right? There's simply too many variables that happen. And like I say, the media sets us in one way, but whatever the media says could be usually undone by certain government policy changes. They might change what their thoughts in the middle of the game kind of thing. Um, maybe acts of nature. Um, I don't know, hurricanes, things like that. Political changes, wars, supply chain shortages, you know, trade disagreements. So a lot of things that happen that really out of our control. But the one thing that's consistent is experienced portfolio managers, you know, they consider multiple factors in their when they do their analysis. So knowing knowing this uncertainty, you know, they, they make changes to make sure within your portfolio, and these are big pension managers, big mutual funds, things like that. Uh, so that is, you know, they, they know what they don't know. And they try and manage through those things. We, as the average investor, we're trying to sell and predict the future. And, you know, I want to sell now and wait till the markets come up and buy again and so on. And, and it really doesn't, history... And statistics tell us it doesn't work. So, so when you look at your money, there's really only three outcomes, right? Is you have perfect timing, uh, meaning that you know you miss the loss, re-entering the market at the bottom and participating again when it recovers, when it fully recovers. There's okay timing, missing half the loss, re-entering the markets halfway through um, subsequent short-term gains. And the last one, I think, is trapped in regret timing. So regret timing is, you know, capturing all the loss by selling at the bottom, which is seems like now, waiting for a sign of improvement, remaining indecisive, and missing most of the subsequent recovery. You know what it's like to relate it to baseball? It's like you're um, a bullpen. You make the wrong call, and you're, and you're toast. Yeah. So, so studies have shown, and so they took $10,000 and invested in the stock markets over a 10-year period. And what, what we found was, they found, is that staying invested with the $10,000 through ups and downs, after 10, after I think it was 10 or 15 years, it turned out to be $515,000. If you miss the best five days, it was 257,000. If you miss the best 10 days, it's 171,000. If you miss the best 30 days, it's 55,000. And you miss the best 50 days, 
it's 23,000. So these statistics tell us, you know what? Stay invested. If you don't need all your money, make sure you make sure you rearrange your mixture and you'll be okay. I think that the, it's important to keep reminding people that you can't time the market. You're not going to be able to do it. You know, you mentioned perfect timing being one of the potential uh, outcomes that you might run into. I don't think many people have perfect timing. And I think more people are find themselves trapped in that regret timing cycle. Of, yes. You know what? Everyone sold. Someone made money. I'm going to sell. I'm going to get out. Then now people are making money. People are making money because the market is going up. I'm going to buy. Now I'm I'm already <laughs> buying something that's very much more expensive. That's not something that you want to be in. You want to stay invested. And, but you want to make sure that you've got the right mix and you've got the right investments. And having a good financial advisor on your side is a huge part of that. Someone like Kelvin, the money guy. And you can reach him at askkelvin.ca. That's ask askkelvin.ca. This is Your Life, Your Money. And we're going to be continuing talking about principles for surviving market volatility as we continue here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And thank you so much for making us part of your weekend. This is Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. I'm Chris Creston. And don't forget to visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Or give him a ring at 416-457-7526. That's 416 416- four five seven plan you know if you have a financial advisor and you need a second opinion or you're just you know going it alone for a while and you're doing it on apps and online and you think you've got a good handle on things i think that uh, volatile times make you sort of second guess some of that and it's worth making sure that you've got a professional on your side so you don't make a rash decision you don't pull all your money out or put it into the wrong mix. And that's what we've been talking about here on the show today is principles for surviving market volatility. And you know, one of the most important ones is one we touched on in the last segment is know what you don't know. And it's hard to know what you don't know, but making sure that you know you're you're not going to be able to predict what a volatile market is, but making sure that you've got someone on your side who's been there before and has some uh, ideas and some understanding of what you can do to make sure that you come out on top. You know, Kelvin, in the last segment, we were talking about um, what happens when, you know, the media will start reporting something that's happening in the market. And so many things can change, whether it's a natural disaster or it's a big political change or a war. And it changes every the, the narrative that the media thinks that we're following in a lot of these cases. And I think one of the other things that can affect it is just the media reporting on things, right? If you start saying sometimes, oh, the market's going down, then that just sort of draws more people out to maybe make some rash decisions and start pulling their money out as well. Exactly. So it's like a herd mentality, you know, they tell you to go one way and we all go that way. Yeah. I think one of the things with investing is, is do the opposite of whatever everyone else is doing. And, and I think that's, you know, listen, when I say no, you don't know. The things that we do know is that over a 20-year period, the S&P, which is a true measure of stock market, has done 8.9%. 
When you go over a 50-year period, it's done 10%. But within those 50 years or 20 years, there's been many ups and downs, ups and downs. Think, go back, you know, like 30 years ago and think of all the stuff that happened, right? Bad things, good things, and yet the market survived. Think about this. 1987, uh, I guess October, November, the market crashed. That's what we remember. And it went down 23%, almost 24%. Then by 2000, the, by 1999, the markets caught back up. In 2000, the dot-com bubble, do you remember that, Chris? I don't know if you remember that. The I market, was vaguely aware of it at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the markets dipped 47%. Mm -hmm. And everything fixed itself and the market started to climb back up again until 2009 when we had the financial crisis. And some people remember that, some don't. The markets went down 55%. So from then right up till about 2020, the markets before the pandemic, the markets in March, I guess, went down 33%. Then the market started to climb back up again till January of this year or February of this year, and we went down 23%. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, in the next five years to 10 years, where will the markets be higher or lower than where it is today? Well, common sense tells us that it'll be probably higher because companies are valued more. There's more money. Listen, there'll be 8 billion people in the world. I think uh, end of this year, I think, is what they said, right? So there's more people in the world. There's more people investing money. Pensions are big. Teachers' pensions, you know, who CPP, old age, lots of money invested. The one thing I think people need to do is embrace your asset mix. We always talk about this in these shows about, you know, yeah, we worry about, we look at our statement and we're down 20% or 15 or whatever it is. And many of us don't look at the asset mix. You know, your mutual funds that you have, or your investments, whatever you may have, holds equities with, or stocks, right? So when the mark, when equity markets become extremely volatile, like, like it is today, a lot of things on the other side happens. So for example, global markets tend to be more correlated. And what I mean by that is they move together more closely. So it's, but it's very temporary, but, but very, very unsettling to us. And, and many times it creates like a feeling of, man, there's nowhere to hide. What do I do? Like cash right. my money, cash my money. Where do I put it? If I put it in a GIC, I get 1%. Inflation's at 8%. So no matter where I turn, I'm losing money, right? So it's the nowhere to hide scenario. So the, how you combat that is you look at your asset mix, you know, a mix of bonds and equities. So one rises, one goes down, one goes up, the other goes down, and they work in tandem. And really what that does, it gives you some type of, you know, some type of, like, protection against what's happening. So I guess in general, bond, bond mutual funds are less volatile than equity funds, but we don't tend to think that when we're in the middle of this extreme volatility. And that's why it's very important, I think, to sit down with your advisor and reassess your, your plan, you know, establish a mix or for your portfolio you know, it takes a lot of things into account. I think what people need to do is, you know, look at your age, right? Wherever you wherever you are today, re-examine your goals, okay? 
Um, look at your risk tolerance. I know, Chris, how are you going to feel if you make 7%, but how are you going to feel if you lose 7%? Maybe maybe a few years ago, it was okay. You don't know. I don't know. So you have to re relook at that risk tolerance you have. I think that's and a huge piece mean, of the puzzle, Kelvin, sorry to interrupt you. I, I think that mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who you know hear you say, yeah, how would I feel if I made 7%? Pretty darn good. I think I'd feel like I was on top of the world. That sounds great. But if you lost it and then you start thinking about losing and then you I think that when you put it that way, it really sort of helps you frame what that risk tolerance is. And when you start to think about it in your own life, it it is it means a lot more when you are looking at volatile markets. You know, I think it was easy for a lot of people when the markets were riding high to say, yeah, you know what, I've got a high risk tolerance and then think, well, maybe I'm a little bit more conservative than I knew. <laughs> I didn't know and what yeah, my own reflection looked like. Yeah, and you have to look at your timing. You know, when do you need the money? Do I need it now? Right. Or do I need it in five, 10 years from now? I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. You have to read So if, you know, if you're 25, you're, you've yeah, got, exactly. you know, a little bit of room to have some highs and lows to lose some and gain some back. But if you're 65 or 55, you might be looking at things a little differently. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny you say, we say about risk tolerance, you know, a key lesson in behavioral economics when they, when they do these behavioral studies and all that kind of stuff, you know, they find on the average that people dislike losses twice as much as they enjoy gains. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> yes, it's because we're emotions take over everything that we do. I mean, if we buy a car, we're, it's very emotional. Whatever we buy, it's very emotional. I think when it comes to money, you need to take your emotions away. And how you take your emotions away is you deal with a financial advisor. Because we're an outsider looking in. You know, we, we kind of manage you to figure out when you need the money, how risky you are, what's going on in your lives. And many times it's just talking through things. These days, the last, I guess, uh, since April, really, you really need to talk to your advisor because when th things get going again, yeah, maybe it doesn't matter. But right now, I think you really need that hand-holding. And you need to learn about volatility. Okay, You need to learn how to manage through it. Um, volatility in your investments, you know, investments come in, in many ways, right? Each investment has its risk rating. So you have to choose based on, on you, right? You know, after, after the break, we'll talk about, you know, maybe looking at some guarantees in your, in your money that we've talked about in past shows. So I think you I think pe people really need to sit down. I mean, we're in the change of weather we're in the fall. So maybe we look at your portfolio and, and look at your risks, look at your timing when you need the market, you know, look at where you are to how old you are today and reassess your goals. You do those things successfully and you'll be all right. And it's a good reminder, you know, the change of the seasons to take a look at uh, your portfolio and take a look to make sure that you are, you know, in a good place. You don't want to be staring at every uh, every single uh, piece of information that comes in from your advisor because you're going to maybe freak out and try and micromanage things a little bit 
too much, you know, following right. every up and down in the market, but pay, paying attention and uh, looking at that mix, I think is a huge part of this. And also knowing yourself and knowing your, uh, your own risk tolerance, continuing to talk today about the five principles for surviving market volatility with Kelvin, the money guy. And you can always visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Schedule a call there. Listen to past shows. After this show is done, you can listen to it again. Maybe share it with your spouse as well and talk about where you are in the market, where you are in your retirement plan, where you are right now and think about maybe these are some things we need to check out and give Calvin a call at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. A whole lot more with Kelvin the Money Guy on your life, your money here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome back to Your Life, Your Money here on 640 Toronto. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. Don't forget to visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L. V-I-N dot C-A. And you can listen to past shows. You can check out other tools and other information. And you can book a meeting with Kelvin uh, live there. So you can set up a time and date of your choosing. And you've got uh, a bunch of times to choose from. So click on the schedule call link and you set up a time to chat with Kelvin. So I do want to talk a little bit about sort of perceptions of markets and things like that. But I think we should probably get to uh is it uh farida who's on the line right now thanks so much for giving us a ring here thanks so much for calling hi thanks good morning and thanks for taking my call thanks happy thanksgiving what's your question for kelvin i have some rsps and mutual funds i'm trying to figure out how much cash i contributed versus the growth so good question what what you need to do is um, if you deal with an advisor or actually it doesn't matter who you, who you deal with, um, they track the your statements that you get track that stuff, right? They look at how much you contribute over the years. Um, it's an easy deal. Call your advisor, your bank and ask them to send you a year uh, since inception report. And what that'll tell you is how much you put in um, when you started. Okay. And then you can simply do the math and figure out where you are today. Since inception, but it, it's RRSP, so I contributed, uh, you know, I was putting money in every mm-hmm. year for a few years. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so again, that part of it, um, you all, every statement will have how much you had put in. It goes by month by month or year by year. Oh, and it, okay, it, okay. Yeah, j- just, just ask for a detailed statement from your advisor or the bank. Okay. And that'll give you uh, every year when you contributed. So, for example, many people contribute in February every year. Right. So that yeah, that'll give you um, every uh, like a year-to-year breakdown. Don't okay. give it to you. It's a very simple report. So I just ask them for it. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. Have a nice day. You know, if you've got got a question for your advisor, you got a question for the bank. Don't you know, feel free to you know ask them to spell it out for you too. Because uh, if you can't figure yeah. out your, if you can't read it. You know, they can help you walk, walk through it as well, because sometimes like, those sorts of uh, documents can get a little uh, a little weedy 
sometimes. So it's helpful to have someone to walk you through it. Another uh, great thing to have a great financial advisor on your side. They can uh, help walk you through these things. And, you know, you know, you've got a rapport with them. It's not like the person at the bank who changed nothing against the banks, but just a person who every no. time I go to the bank, I feel like the person who I worked with no longer works there. So it, it's a, it's a <laughs> well, hard, that's the problem, it's, a, right? it's a little bit of a whack-a-mole game with, uh, with the bank. But, um, you know, Kelvin, we were talking about, um, in, in the break, actually, we were just talking about how, People can get caught up in like doom and gloom cycles and worried about things. We're talking about market volatility mm -hmm. and I don't think we need to start, need to talk about it like it's a funeral, right? There's, it, we are alive right. in one of the best times, if not the best time to be alive. There are so many people that, you know, with, with, with just free markets and you were talking about the population of people, the, the rising tide is there are more people investing their money. There's more people making money. There's more money to go around and that creates wealth. And there's so much that is happening and new people with money actually brings in new ideas. And those are new, new, um, new industries and new products to invest in. Yeah. And that's what you're investing in. There's so much to be excited about, I think, um, even in volatile times. Well, yeah, I mean, for me, I think this decade reminds me of the 1990s when Windows came out and changed the world. We didn't need the typewriter anymore. Blockbuster came out. We didn't need to go to the video store anymore. Now, people say, well, you put those people out of business, like the corner store guy. But, you know, they have to reinvent themselves. It's like it's like in the 70s, I remember reading about, um, you know, when we go back to then, and the robots started coming at GM to build the cars. And the thought was, well, what's going to happen to that guy that's building the car? Well, he has to reinvent themselves or the company will reinvent them and find some another new position for them. It's just progress, you know. I think this is an exciting decade in the sense that, you know, driverless cars. Look at Loblaws the other day with their truck, right. the driverless truck, right? So, you know, does that displace the truck driver? Well, maybe. But that truck driver will find something else to do. It's just innovation that's happening. And I think we need to embrace it. Like you say, people, we need to stay motivated in uncertain times. And certainly these times are uncertain with the war, with inflation, house prices falling. I mean, anything bad that could happen is happening. So it's very important that we stay motivated. And one thing is, you have to realize, you know, what you are in control of and allow the rest that you can control just to be. So control you. Don't control anything else, right? You, don't, you, you can only do what you have to do. The second thing I find, Chris, is, you know, after studies have said is surround yourself with positive people or those with, simil with similar goals. Many times, you know, we're, everything is negative. We turn on the TV, there's the Fox people and the CNN people. And are they right or wrong? Well, I don't know. Only you know. You will choose the side that you want to choose and move from there, right? So stay positive in what you do. The third thing I find is you need to adapt a different perspective towards your obstacle. So whatever that goal is, maybe... You need to sit down if it's not working. Maybe you need to sit down and find a, another perspective in where you're going, right? And you don't know how do you, like, if you don't know where you're going, how do you know when you get there? So chart out that stuff. The fourth thing I think people need to do to stay motivated 
is break down your bigger goals into smaller ones. I always say with retirement planning, which is life planning, actually, if you can accomplish a small goal, you will certainly accomplish the bigger ones, right? They say that the road is long, but the run is short, right? So do those things. And I think the fifth thing is, and we forget about this, is, you know, don't forget to live for yourself, and, you know, and have fun in between. We tend to miss the fun days, like the laughing, and you know, I mean, the pandemic has been locked. We've been locked up in jail for like two years. And I think we forget how to live. I think we forget how to enjoy ourselves. And I think we need to get back to that. Yes, the markets are going down and my portfolio is down and I don't know, wars happening and whatnot, but we'll get through all of this. And I think you need to stay positive and stay motivated. And financial advisors go beyond just the markets where somebody to talk to and tell what you're, what's going on and move on. That's my perspective. I think that it's important, like you said, to take stock of sort of the things that are important to you. And yeah, there's going to be setbacks and there's going to be things that frustrate you and things that don't go according to plan. But that's why it's important to have an advisor on your side to help you walk through it. And like you said in a previous segment, take your emotion out of it a little bit because you it's easy to get bogged down in the emotion of it, to get yes. maybe a little stressed out, especially if you're glued to, like you said, Fox News or CNN and it, you, you, you got to remember, they want to keep you tuned in. So part of it is to keep you hooked and keep you, you know, worried and wondering about what's going to happen next. But there's a whole lot out there and nothing against them. They're doing their jobs and they're doing a good job of it. But it's just a matter of you know, making sure that you keep uh, perspective on your own life and your own needs and the, the things that your family needs. And that's one of the important things about, you know, what we've talked about so many times, Kelvin, when you sit down with a client and, you know, one of the things that you're talking about, okay, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your family. Tell me about, all right, are your kids in school still? Are they going to school soon? Are you, are they still at home? Where, where are you when it comes to your own career and when do you want to retire? And, you know, a lot of that plays into how, how you're going to end up working out their mix and working out their investments because you, you need to know them to know what those investments are going to be and to know where exactly. they are and, and to know how they're going to, how they're going to handle the volatility as well and making sure that you can help them walk through some of those rougher roads. And, and yeah, I mean, for, for me, you know, when I meet people, I listen to them more than, than they, there's a saying that God gave us two ears and one mouth, right? So he's telling us something, listen more and talk less, right? So, so me as an advisor, I tend to just to listen, like you just said, like, where are your thoughts? Where are you heading? Where do you want to be in three to five, 10 years from now? And let's plan for that. So, so for example, with all this volatility now, you know, get to know your guarantees. And I don't mean GICs and so on, because that doesn't pay you very much. Look at GMWBs. You know, that caller just said she has segregated funds and mutual funds. Well, look at the segregated funds. Some people don't like it because they say there's lots of fees and so on, but it's not true, right? Segregated funds are run by insurance companies and they provide guarantees for people. So maybe the fees are a little bit higher, but when these type of markets happen, you'll be happy you have those things. So fees are always 
uh, it's always one of those points where people don't want to pay for nothing, but they want everything. Well, the world doesn't work that way. So I would say, you know, if you're over 55 or 60, I would take a look at my money and maybe take a portion of it and put it into these guaranteed products that are run by only insurance companies. So you won't get it from a bank because the bank advisors are not allowed to, they're not licensed for these type of things. So have a hard look at it. I think we need to re-examine where we are today and re-examine our philosophy and where we're heading. The world's change. And if you don't change, you know, Darwin's theory, right? So I think you need, we need to do that. Um, these GMWBs, I think anybody that's listening should call their advisor and have a chat about it and really see if it's for you. And maybe not all your money should go in there, but some should go in there. You know, the, these type of products, um, they provide like maturity and debt benefits. So if the markets drop and you die, you don't like to talk about dying, you, you get the, the principle. You know, it has a lot of estate planning benefits. So for example, people that have money outside TFSAs and RSPs, maybe something you want to look at. If you're a business owner, it has, you know, potential creditor protection and it bypasses probate. So we really need to look at those things. I mean, we tend to look at the markets going up and down, up and down, but many of us fail to look at, well, what's going on with our taxes? That's not going down, that's only going up. So how do we, how do we protect against that? And that might be more important than the stock markets going up, right? So maybe I'll talk a little bit more of that after the break, but uh, that's something I think people should have a look at. And that's so much, uh, so much of our hard lives are surrounded in taxes <laughs> and looking at different ways to manage those taxes is a part of having a financial advisor as well. And looking at the, the whole picture, not just uh, here's my retirement, but the estate planning and everything like that, that's all part of it as well. And if you want a great financial advisor, you know what? I'm talking to one right now. His name is Kelvin, the money guy. AskKelvin.ca is his website. That's ask ca, And you can give him a call anytime at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Your life, your money, continuing with Kelvin, the money guy on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And thank you so much for making us part of your weekend, your life, your money with Kelvin. The money guy is here. I'm Chris Creston, and you can visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Or you can give him a call anytime at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. We've been talking about principles for surviving market volatility and learning so much about just, you know, some of some of the things that you know some people may may think are you know simple or basic, but the things that you have to remind yourself of, especially when you start to panic, especially when you start to get emotional, you need to remember to stay calm. You need to remember to take your emotions out of it, and you need to you know no no try to you know take another look at your mix, understanding your volatility, and you know. Getting to know some guarantees. We were just talking in the last segment about GMWBs and how that 
can help you. And, you know, yeah, there's fees, but it can, it can give you that uh, bit of uh, confidence when things start to go down rather than up. Yeah, I mean, these GMWBs are something I I think everyone should explore if you're over 55. What happens is they're like an annuity for people that know what annuities are. It, It provides guaranteed income for life. For a specific period in your life, right? So, so many times, so the trade-off, you take away um, investors give up market potential upside in exchange for certainty. And if you're older, maybe that's what you want. I don't know, and that's why I say I recommend you sit down and talk to your advisor and look at your asset mix and where you are, what stage in your life, and maybe this has a place in your thing. One thing you know, Chris, is we need to accept that loss aversion is real now what do i mean so so what happens is we lose we lose most of our reason and when we look at our statements or we see or we listen to the news like you say in it and it skews us in one way so if your portfolio value is significantly down from its height so way down from the height which was last year sometime it's very likely going to trigger frustration right you can be mad at your advisor and i don't know It's going to trigger fear, anger, and regret. So you need to prepare for these reactions and try to focus on your goals and your timeline, like I say. So just because the markets went down 20% or whatever, what's going to happen in the next year of your life? Is it still going to be down? I don't know. And I think that's where the job as an advisor is to help you understand what your options are, right? And, and like I say, where are you in good times and bad times, right? And, and one rule of thumb, which we, which we said in the beginning of the show is time in the markets is more important than timing the markets. And history tells us you look at a 30, a 40, a 50 year, even a 20 year return of your money, and you're well over the eight, 9%. Manage your money like a pension, like the CPP, like the hoop, you know, the teacher's pensions, things like that. And if you do, you'll 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 ride through all this uncertainty and things like that. Pick up the phone and call your advisor, man. If you don't have one, give me a call. Go on my website and ask questions. Now is the time for changes. We're heading into Thanksgiving here. Well, I'll just finish and Thanksgiving in the U.S. Black Friday will be coming where people spend money, and then Christmas is coming. So a lot of good things to look forward to rather than focus on all this negative. Remember, don't forget to live your life like for yourself and have fun. At the end of the day, the markets will recover and we'll be okay. And life will be good. Like I say, embrace your asset mix. Look for some guarantees. Accept volatility because it's a part of our lives. And if you do, you'll be fine. And don't make rash decisions, irrational decisions. That's all. And I think that volatility can be you know, confused for you know, bad times in so many situations. But that, you know, any time that the market's volatile, that's that's part of the creative destruction that exists in the free market. That's sort of the great thing about capitalism. That you know, and not to, to people think of capitalism, they think of greedy people with a bunch of money. But hey, I'd like a bunch of money. Um, <laughs> but they they that's part of the system. That's part of you know if if a business is doing well. It's going to succeed and people are going, it's going to, if it's providing a service or a product that people use, 
then it, they're going to do well. If it's not, then it's going to retool. It's going to find a new way to do things. And a business that's doing well, it's also going to innovate and retool and try and yeah. recreate itself to maybe be more environmentally friendly or provide a new product that you didn't even know could possibly exist. And that's yeah. the great thing about And if it was stagnant and everything was always flat, no one would ever make money. There'd be no. Well, it's wealth. funny you say that because the last little while I've been watching on the History Channel, food that made America. <laughs> and it looked at McDonald's and Burger King and everything else, how it started and how some of them, like Kentucky Fried Chicken, ne probably never existed if there wasn't some innovation and some challenges. So challenges are good for us. It's how we manage through it. So I think people need to take the time and, and re-examine and you'll be fine. Well, awesome, Kelvin. Thank you so much for making this another great uh, Your Life, Your Money. And remember to visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. You can schedule a call there. You can check out past shows. You can ask him questions or you can give him a call at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Kelvin, once again, thank you so much for helping us understand some of the principles for you know, surviving in a volatile market and helping us, uh, you know, holding our hands through some of these confusing times and helping us understand all of this. Again, that website is askkelvin.ca and you can call them anytime at 416-457-7526. Kelvin, have a great weekend or what's left of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you too. Take care and have a nice day. Thank you. And thank you all for listening as well. And stay tuned to 640 Toronto.